like to welcome everybody in the Verse community back for another episode of Team Apex for the Wins podcast. This is your boy, Cell, my co-host. Boy, Vern, Mr. Yes, sir. These previews just get more and more ridiculous, man. I'm I'm looking at this like I can't believe they made this card. I can't believe they made this card. Wait a minute. That, like it's it's just back to back. That's that's all I keep saying every time they come up with something. And they keep topping themselves. But it's just like we said, they have to once once they started bringing out these formats, they were gonna just bring out all the strong cards they wanted. Because now with these different formats, you're not going to be able to maximize these cards in some obscene way. Like standard, like can you imagine trying to use Nebula in a standard format? Nebula in a standard format would definitely be working. Got access to four canes. You got access to uh, Wakandas and globals and, and you still have access to ways to heal her. You know, four medikits might go in the deck. You know, just to stall out to level her up, you know, um, four shocks, four fine covers, all that type of stuff. But now with the singularity format, the odds of somebody playing Nebula in a singularity format is slim to none. But in a standard format, yeah, I could definitely see Nebula working. And because she needs one of a kind equipment, today's preview. This preview number two is definitely um, something to be looking at. Um, let's get right into it. So the first character, the support character they have for us, Outrider. So Outrider is supervillains. He is one cost, 2-2. Two, two. He has Legion and Swarm, which means you'll be able to have eight of him in, the, in your deck when you build it. And he also has Genetically Engineered. So Genetically Engineered says... When this character appears, choose one of the following for it to get this turn. Flight range, plus two attack, or plus two defense. So I thought that was an interesting addition to uh, Outrider. But then Dawson reminded us, hey, Crossbones is going to be getting huge. Now that Outrider is here because they finally have a solid one drop, or uh, one drop to assist uh, Crossbones. So what's your thoughts, Vern? This is what I was referring to last podcast when I said have more swarm options. Can you oh, imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine having crossbones out there and then using Titan to just repeatedly play outriders over and over and just making this dude huge? Or and, and, and he, you can team it up with a bunch of other uh, cars that we're about to talk about to just get all types of effects going on. I just like the car too, just for what it can do. Yeah, the ability to decide based on what your situation is. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, turn one, of course, you know, you're probably just going to try to get a wound or some, something that's not like if you go first and you play an outrider playing like a villain's MC, you know, you're probably trying to get a quick wound or something like that. Yeah. You, know, you give plus two attack, swing with them. Yep. You know, make them play a plot twist to defend or uh, use, a, use up something they normally wouldn't have to use. Uh, if you need a blocker, give him flight. Or if you need to fly over and hit something important, like Kovic or, you know, Solo, give mm-hmm. him flight. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it works, man. I like it. Yeah, always always like versatility. Because it says um, they'll get it for this turn. So, yeah, they'll lose it next turn. That's fine. 
But the fact that uh, you have these options make you way more aggressive. Uh, imagine playing two of these on turn two. You play Crossbones on one. You play two Outriders on turn two. Crossbones is now 4-4. Four, four. But you play um, Titan, give Outriders Eternal, and you give them both two attack. And you don't team attack. You just smash one into their cane or whoever. And then you use it to team attack with the MC whose defense is too big. So then what do they do? They strike Outrider. So now that both Outriders, because they had Eternal, go back to your hand. And if you don't have a solid turn three play, what are you going to do on turn three with Crossbones being 4-4? You're going to play those same two dudes again. Crossbones, and he has a combat master. So Crossbones now instantaneous threat. His stock has shot through the roof. Uh, already good. Right. Right, he was already good. Yeah, yeah, Outrider. Yeah, people don't people don't want to be sleeping on Outrider. I know he's got some basic stuff. It's not it's not stealth, it's nothing fancy. No, that basic flight range two two uh attack or two defense can still get the job done. Now let's look at the the next character, Black Dwarf. Black Dwarf is a two drop and he has Black Order. He's the first of many people to have Black Order. Uh, he's a two drop, four uh, four attack, one one defense, two health. And Black Order says, when Black Dwarf appears, reveal the top six cards of your deck. Put a -a one-of-a-kind equipment from among them into your hand and shuffle the rest of the revealed cards into your deck. This is going to happen for the next several cards where they're going to be putting one-of-a-kind equipment, you know, um, in your hand. So now he also has a second keyword, tough. When Black Dwarf gets stunned, you may recover him. He still gets wounded. 4-1, 2 health. Obviously, he's got some solid stats. He can be team attack, attacking with uh, the MC. But Black Order is what you're looking for. Now, imagine having Black Order, having having four Black Dwarfs. You think it's going to be hard to uh, level up Nebula now? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I still do. Sure do, but... Like if you if you whiff if you whiff uh, on uh, turn two and don't have that equipment because I think you're not leveling up Nebula till turn four because you need people out that's going to be blocking. It's not about the cost of the card or the cost of the equipment. It's about your ability to exchange playing the equipment for playing a character. Yep. You know what I mean. Yes, and you're yes. sacrificing that equipment. You're sacrificing not being able to use that equipment because Nebula can't use any of the abilities on that equipment. Black Dwarf is assisting that, and I can definitely see him coming in handy, obviously, for that style of deck. The next card, because all, all these guys basic basically work hand-in-hand. Hand. So Black Dwarf is the two-drop. Next, we got Proxima Midnight. She's the three-drop. She also has, of course, Black Order. She has range. One attack, five defense, but she also has lethal. She's two health. So we we starting to see and pick up on the theme. So she, of course, is going to allow you to see top six cards of your deck, put one-of-a-kind equipment into your hand, shuffle the rest into your what deck. What are we searching for here? Right. What are we searching for? So now we got Supergiant. Supergiant is four-drop, and she is three-five, two health. And she, of course, has Black Order. But she also has mind games. When Supergiant appears, you may have a player discard their hand, then draw that many cards. Guess what? 
that works hand in hand with Black Order because you can discard your own hand and then draw that many cards. Then, because you Black Order mind games kick in at the same time, then you can reveal the top six cards of your deck, get the one-of-a-kind equipment. The five drop is Corvus Glaive, who also has Black Order. He's 7-2 with two health, and he has Ferocious. So, so we see there's, a, there's the, obviously the theme, and then the six drop is Ebony Maw. He has Black Order and Flight and 6-6, six, six, and he's genius. Start of your turn, draw a card, two health. So all these people being too health is fantastic. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Because that's allowing you to start stacking the field in your favor. All these cards being on the same team is obviously fantastic. I think these people, even though this is Thanos' crew, I think they kind of help Nebula more than they do Thanos. Until we start talking about what Thanos does. <laughs> But that will be for another podcast. We'll finish up the cards in uh, preview number two. Thanos, finally. So we get to another Thanos. Thanos, obviously, a supervillain. 2-4, two, 2 health. But he has a keyword, and he has a level up. So his keyword is, death is with me every second. With Thanos attacks, you may convert up to three of his defense to attack this combat. That sounds crazy. Until you hear what his level up condition is. Resurrected by death herself. Level up 1 XP. If Thanos will be KO'd instead. If Thanos will be KO'd. Instead heal all wounds from him. And he gains an XP. So you now want to be dishing out your defense. Just so you can get stunned. Just so you can heal your wounds. And then go to your level 2. His level 2. Schemes and dreams. You can't draw cards during your draw phase. At the start of your turn, you may search your deck for a card and put it into your hand. He's a 3-6 with 4 health now. And his level up, Plotter and Schemer, 1 XP. When Thanos uses Schemes and Dreams, he gains an XP. This, this, is, this is ridiculous. So, now we're still not done. But wait, there's more. So now, Death, the last main character to spoil. Death has a mortal... A mortal means she has no level. She is beyond such mortal trappings, which explains why, where it usually says level 1, level 2, it's blank. So now, let's read all the stats for death, and then we'll read what the blog says about death. Because we ran through all those other cards because death is so complicated, we want to make sure that we can break this down well. Because all the other people, you know, for uh, the Black Order with Thanos' crew is self-explanatory. If you've been playing this game, you, you know all those abilities, what they do with the ferocious and tough and the two health, and you know that, 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 what, how to work that. Death is immortal. She doesn't have a level up. Death herself. Death gets plus one, plus one for each character in each KO pile. That means that any cards that help you discard your hand, any cards that help you discard the opponent's hand, you know, Looking at you, Super Giant, and obviously Emma Frost uh, gives her plus one, plus one for each character in the KO pile. In each KO pile. So Mistress of the Infinity Well, if a player would draw one or more cards, they draw that many plus one instead. I had a lot going on this week, but I know you were at, you were in the group. I'm going to read the second card, and then you can break down what the group was chatting about, Vern, as far as you know both these 
versions of death. Now, death has one attack, one defense, but infinity for health on one version because she had, doesn't have a level up. It's just two different versions of the same card. So this is one is a mortal has death herself and mistress of the infinity. Well, one, one infinity health. The other version of death has a mortal death herself and cosmic balance. When a player recruits a supporting character, they put minus one, minus one counters equal to its defense divided as they choose on enemy supporting characters. Eight health on this version of death. Let me read what the blog says. She starts with her card that has infinite health, the human side, the nice side. Her other card has eight health, also known as sideways infinity. She really has infinite health on this side. We suggest trying to defeat her on the other side. She can't be face down. If she would be turned face down, switch her with her other card instead and leave it face up. She still suffers other effects from the stun, such as losing 1-1 one, one counters, plus 1 counters, plus uh, minus 1 counters, gaining a wound, and becoming exhausted. If she would be hidden, instead switch her with her other card, which will remain face up and place her in the ready position. A mortal can't be turned off. Since death doesn't turn face down, she can be stunned multiple times in a single turn. However, if she takes fatal wounds, she's not really defeated. She's just temporarily lost interest in this mortal battle. The player who was using her is defeated, though. Note, while death is technically two cards, you could slip her into a single clear card sleeve with her cards back to back. Then when she would turn face down, you could just flip her to her other side. Note also that although death is the mistress of the infinity well, she is no hoarder. The well works for every player, just like Cosmic Balance. She is, after all, about equality more than anything, something that Thanos sort of understood when he looked in the Infinity Well. This mess is complicated. <laughs> it is. I did not have a chance to read the thread. So what did the group break down in the thread about death? Okay, so before we get to that... Uh... So we, we've talked about death a few times. I think we mentioned her in the podcast a couple of times. Mm-hmm. We've also talked about her, you know, just in having conversations because, you know, we, we were all the same. We were saying, what are they going to do with death? Because she's like the first MC that is based on like an entity. Right, like a concept. So, so let, let's talk yeah. about that. If, if you are familiar with the Marvel Universe, they have characters that are, are not really mortal. They're entities. They're like concepts and beings of like laws of the universe. So, uh, you know, you got people like uh, Infinity, uh, and then you got people like Death. So Death is the concept of Death. She, she can't really... Uh, she can't really be killed because she is death. Right. She she isn't evil or good. She doesn't have a team affiliation, which is also unique for the game. And she just she's just there to serve her purpose, which is to uh, uh, caretake death, be 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 the balance between life and death, or to serve the the death side of the balance. So. Uh, 
we 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 came up with all types of crazy ideas. Like maybe she'll be played from the KO pile or something like that. <laughs> but uh, what they came up with is uh, interesting and it is complicated. So uh, breaking down a card. Uh, so basically, there's a human side which is the side she uses when she interacts with uh, mortals and wants to be non-threatening. She'll use the human side. And there's, there, there's the way she normally appears with the you know skeletal appearance, uh, which she uses when she doesn't feel the need to, you know, uh, <laughs> not scare somebody. <laughs> so uh, basically what the group talked about is uh, – the human side has infinity health. So when you stun the infinity side, she does gain a wound, but she cannot, she cannot, uh, you can't end the game by stunning the infinity side because the infin- the human side has infinity health. So the, the non-human side has eight, wound, uh, eight health. So let's say you stun uh, the human side and put a eight wounds on her. She'll flip over to the other side, but but she won't die. Wait, hold on, <laughs> hold on. Let, let's slow down because uh, man, I'm deferring to you on this one because I <laughs> I literally have not looked at I not one, not, <laughs> not one comment. <laughs> I think what they said is wrong. Why is that? What they said is wrong because what they said was, uh, okay, so you know how the blog says she truly, the, the non human side truly does have immortality. No, the human side, the nice side, has immortality. No, the, the nice side has infinity health. Infinity it health, says, right. Right, that's says, what I mean. Yeah. It says the, the non human side. Truly, ha- truly has uh, is immortal. So right. here's the thing: right. if you stun the side that has infinity health, she'll flip over to the non-human side. So you every time she gets stunned, she's flipping. So that that should kill her. No, because that means you have to attack her. You'd have to stun her at least sixteen times. No, she gains, she gets a wound when she gets stunned no matter what. Right, but when she flips over, okay, I see what you're saying, because she's still still keeping the wounds. When she goes to the non-human side that has eight health, and she now has eight wounds, that will be the end of the game. That's what I'm saying. So if you stun her as a on-human side, Uh she'll flip over to the non-human side, and then that should kill her. But that should take her out the game. Right. But the problem is if you're if you're playing a ton of characters and you're just stacking characters in the KO pile, she, death herself is gonna keep getting big. Right. So, so death her, so death herself is on the is on the level one, right? No, it's on both sides. A mortal oh, it's, it's on both sides? A mortal and death herself is on both both sides. Okay. Okay, so well I'm not I'm not even talking about, you know, what makes her good. I'm just saying I'm just trying to make sure we got this together. 
before we put it out there. So, because what basically what they were saying is to kill her, you gotta you gotta put the final wound on the non-human side, but that's not correct. I don't think, or well, is it? I, I don't even. It would. Know. It would. The, the, I don't think it has to be a final wound. I think you just have to make the non-human side flip up because if you you can give her as many wounds as you want because she has to flip so my understanding of it is every time she gets wounded she flips over right so let's say you are attacked because she can't stay face down so that's telling me she doesn't go face down at all right and that's what I'm saying so if on the human side she has infinity health, but you stun the human side. Right. Put, let's say you stun the human side and you put eight wounds on her. Right. She would then flip over to the non-human side. And be KO. And be KO. So right. if, you stun, if you stun a non-human side, then she would be flipped over to the human side. Or would she take the wound and be gone? I think she would have to be on the non-human side the side that is actually counting the health. You know what I'm saying? So if you stun a non-human side, she would, she would not die. No. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. If, if, you, if she's taking wounds, but she is not flipping over, until she flips over to the non-human side, it won't make a difference. That's what I'm gathering from this. She has to go to the non-human side where she doesn't have infinite health. Right. So until you can make that happen, it won't make a difference. But this is this the reason why I'm uh, why I stopped it because after I thought about it, it got a little confused. So, okay, so the non-human side, right, has eight health. I mean, eight health. Period. Right. When do you when do you get a counter? You don't get any counters. Death herself gives her plus one plus one for each character in each KO pile. No, when do you get a, a wound counter? You get a wound counter regardless. That's what I'm saying. But I mean, exactly when do you get a wound counter? When she gets stunned. She gets stunned. So right. technically, if you get stunned on a non-human side, and that's your eight eight uh. Your eighth wound shouldn't that KO you? It should, yeah. You won't be flipping over at that point. What I'm saying is, if she's but, on, but that's what I'm saying. So okay, so if that should KO you, then getting getting your getting your uh, getting your getting your eighth wound on your human side should KO you too, because you flipping over. No, you as long as you can get flipped over. Because you got characters that can dish out wounds, but can't won't make you flip down, you know. So, like, if you have somebody who can give you a wound, because a card may show up that can give people wounds, but you you're not actually flipping face down. Okay. Then that means as long as this human side is face up, where you have infinite health, that side won't die. Okay. You you're gonna have to flip it over, and, and the, here's the issue I see with it. Just, just on, uh, just this is only my second time even seeing the card. If you play a standard format, 
the only thing that you're probably playing is characters and uh, uh, maybe, maybe some plot twists, but mainly probably 40-something characters. Because if I can just ditch a whole bunch of characters to the KO pile, she's just going to get huge really, really quick. I'm going to play Cypher, ditch my hand, which might have four characters in it. Now she's 5-5. Five, five. You know? Um, who's the other card? That um, Super Giant. Super Giant helps you reveal the top six cards of your deck. You know, uh, with with uh, no with mind games. Mind games. She helps you discard your hand. It helps a player discard their hand, and they draw that many cards. So then you still have them a frost. So if in the standard format, you'd be able to ramp, ditch ditch cards, build her, get her huge. And and now when are you stunning her? You're going to have to team attack if you can because very, very fast, she's just going to be too big. And I think that's part of the problem that you're going to have when you're going against her. Somebody's going to build a deck based around the fact that they have time to get a bunch of cards in the in the KO pile. You know, I'm going to be playing Call in my deck so I can power her up and ditch a card, which is going to be 2-2 two, two in my favor. Um, I'm going to be playing uh, Miss Marvel. So I can ditch cards out of my hand. And then when I run into Supergiant, I'm just going to make you ditch your hand. And when I run into Emma Frost, I'm going to make you ditch your hand. And as Miss Marvel and Death are knocking people off of your field, that just makes Death even bigger. And she's got eight to infinity wounds to make it happen. So the only people that are going to be able to consistently stun her are going to be, again, Iron Fist and Chuck. You know, so if, if you don't have other options aside from just these regular attacks, you're going to need an alt-win condition to be able to take her out. Because by turn six, think about how many cards you've discarded on a curved deck by turn six. And I think that's one of the reasons why Eternal is going to be able to combat against that because you're going to be able to have cards in your hand, but she's going to have a deck. Anybody who builds death is going to have a deck that's going to force people to ditch their hand. It only makes sense. But not only that, but she has the Billy on the non-human side that dishes out negative counters, so there's a lot going on here. It says, when a player recruits a supporting character, they put minus one, minus one counters equal to its defense divided as they choose on enemy supporting characters. So if I'm reading this right, when I recruit a character, I can put minus counters equal to the defense as I choose on enemy supporting characters. So that means people with huge defense in the early game are going to be way more valuable now. You know, uh, I can see a bomb on the bull snowman getting played in a death deck just because, oh, I got to ditch a card to play dude and I got seven defense when I come into play. So if the the non-human side of death is face up, that means I'm going to be dishing out seven counters, seven negative counters. Um, Find that by me again. <laughs> read, that, read, that, read that ability again. Cosmic balance on the non-human side says when a player recruits a supporting character, they put minus one, minus one counters equal to its defense divided as they choose 
on enemy supporting characters. So, so the person, so her opponent can use it too. Her character, right? But you can you can use it as well. Oh, okay. And it's only going to affect supporting characters. Well, I don't care if it affects supporting characters if I'm playing death because I want my characters to get KO'd anyway so I can get bigger. Exactly. So what do I care? <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, you know, and, and if you have a situation where um somebody like that has a balance on their offense and defense like Mr. Sinister is 6-6, then that means okay until you get enough counters on him, he's still going to be out there. You're going to have to put all these counters on one person, you know. But if you're building a deck, I mean, I could see what the, what's that dude mainframe going in this deck. Imagine playing mainframe. What is he? Sixteen defense. That means yep. I get to dish out sixteen negatives. You know, that could wipe out a whole field. <laughs> you know, right? Everybody who's got big defense. A lot of characters with big defense up front. Now they now they're actually going to see some play because that that's going to work in your favor. Here's the catch: at what point are you manipulating death, flipping face over? Because I could easily see myself suiciding death to flip her over on the one side, so that the next time somebody wants to attack, they're going to have to limit their attacks so that either they're going to have to deal with cosmic balance or mistress of the infinity well. Pick your poison, you know. It's, it's definitely it's tricky on both sides. Right, that's what I'm I saying. Haven't, I haven't even wrapped my mind completely around it yet. Right, because definitely tricky. Infinity Well says if a player would draw one or more cards, they draw that many plus one instead. So that means you're drawing three cards. Okay, on my turn, I'm going to stun myself. So that you're not drawing three cards, if I can, you know what I mean. So that you way, be, but you got to be careful with that too, though, because she can get early in early game. She can get stunned a lot <laughs> before she gets. You know, she gets a lot of people in the KO pile. If if a person is able to attack her multiple times, they can put multiple wounds on her in the early game. In the beginning. I don't know if that's going to make a difference because on turn one, you play a one drop on turn two, you play a two drop, you know, right. But, but you're still playing your cards. So if you want to really get people in the KO pile fast, you're going to, in a standard deck, you're going to play four. Like I said, you're going to play at minimum Miss Marvel and you're going to play, um, a call. And Miss Marvel's just going to dish out characters from her side and still stun their people. And every time you ditch a character, you put in a plus one for death. And then when you stun their people, you get another plus one for death. So I could see death getting big really, really fast. You know? And like I said, if, me personally, just looking at the card, I'm like, okay, I'm going to just build this with the majority of characters in my deck. I'm not going to build this on some 30-30 split. Or some thirty six twenty four old school build. I'm going to build this with like forty characters, um, maybe some locations depending on what el- what else I need when I delve deeper into the character. 
but I'm going to be putting Super Giant in the deck. I'm going to be putting Abominable Snowman in the deck. I'm going to be putting um, Emma Frost in the deck. I'm going to be putting Cypher in the deck. So if I put Cypher in the deck, I got four yellows. I got four schools. Because if I if my first drop is Cypher, I'm ditching my whole hand. If I got Cypher in the yellow, I'm ditching my whole hand. That's going to be most likely at minimum three characters going to the KO pile. Now death is 4-4. Four, four. And then I'm going to draw into more cards. And if those cards allow me to play another Cypher or play Miss Marvel on two, I'm ditching more cards anyway. So now, on, but by the time turn two or three comes around, how big will death be? You know what I'm saying? Oh, I get it. I get the plan. <laughs> I definitely get the plan. And then, like I said, the human side is allowing you to draw three cards. Allowing both of you to draw three cards. I say that a lot of this stuff, man, I just see people playing four, four um, Cosmos now. It's like I, you, you're going to need to be able to shut this nonsense off. Or just play the Cosmo MC and have at it. Here's the problem with the Cosmo MC. Depending on who you're going against, you may only have one ability to shut off. Because Cosmo can only Cosmo and C can only shut off one ability. But if you play the Cosmo SC, you shut off every single keyword. You shut everything down. So it doesn't matter how many things they got on them, like Nebula. What if Nebula has tough and elders of the universe and durable and blah blah blah? You play the Cosmo MC, you're only picking one of those. So with the SC, I could play Cosmo, shut it all down, still stun Nebula. Doesn't matter. You know. But like I said, death, death is going to be a problem. I don't know what format would be best for her because singular, I don't think singularity is the format for her. But I definitely can see death being a problem. I can see her working in the singularity because she doesn't really care what she's putting out there. Throw, throw her out there with a bunch of, a bunch of stunnable characters that, uh, with great pure effects and all you, I mean, all you really care about is getting her big. So, yeah, but the catch is too, uh, a mortal doesn't shut off. But when you use um, deconstructed universe, it's going to shut off the rest of this stuff. So my thing is, if it shuts off the rest of it, then she just goes back down to being one one. So I'm thinking. You, you're going to have to play. That's one of the reasons why I said Captain Marvel and not Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, the two drop. You're going to have to play characters that's going to be able to get the job done because you got to beat these people before Miss Marvel can come out. And not Miss Marvel, uh, Dark Phoenix, before Dark Phoenix can come out. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you're going to have to because once, once Phoenix gets rid of death herself, you're vulnerable again. And then because you don't stay face down, now I can see you getting beat in one turn. And just, oh, I'm going to swing at death. 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 Game. That's it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Especially if they do something like pull it to the front with Falconer or, or um, Spider-Man. You know? I see some very interesting games being played. <laughs> Good. I'm, man, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, it is I'm, so crazy. <laughs> I'm, 
I am definitely looking forward to it because, like I said, this is they they they. It's just some really interesting cards, and they want you you when you look at these cards, you want to play these cards. You know what I mean? And some of these abilities, like this situation with death, you can't tell me this ain't OG versus. It's like they was just saving this in the vault. You know, like on Pulp Fiction when they opened in the briefcase. Like they just had this in the briefcase. They was just waiting for the time till the time was right to reveal all this ridiculous nonsense they was going to put on these cards, but they couldn't do it when the game was first out. They had to they had to feel it out. They had to get the community together. You know, they had to roll with some punches and, and stuff like that. And and now they've just been dishing out bangers like every month. Like, good grief. Because they're bringing out so many strong cards, we really don't know what would be for competition and what wouldn't. The very next set could completely change what would be tournament worthy. You know, and because we get new cards every single month now, there's constantly a reevaluation of what's valuable based off the new card pool that comes out. You know, like I said, the addition of Supergiant just completely changes how I view uh, getting stuff in the KO pile. Now, between Cypher and Supergiant and Emma Frost, you got plenty of ways to get Phoenix leveled up. Yep. You know, so like I said, um, it's just it just needs to be a reevaluation of a lot of MCs. Um, we got one more card with Tough now. We got one more card with uh, with Lethal. Lethal. One more card with Genius. You know, so like I said, it a lot of this completely changes the game as far as looking at okay, what could be used, what keywords could I focus on. You know, and, and we need to be focusing on keywords fooling with singularity format anyway, because that's going to give you some level of consistency versus um, just random cards being played. Is yeah. Village the first team with two uh, genius characters? I think so. Wow. No, no, no. Villain's been had two genius characters. They had Doc Ock and they had, uh, so they Doc, had three. Uh, three genius characters now. That's crazy. Now that you mentioned it, that is crazy because that, of course, is helping the theme of getting to one of kind plot twists, a one of wow. kind keywords, uh, keywords, one of kind equipment. Wow. And Doctor Octopus has grab. Yep. Ebony Maw has flight. So that's going to allow you to protect Sinister. Could be. Yeah, Sinister. Now, whatever your four drop is, he can give them whatever they need in order to protect the MC. If you even play an MC that need protected, the only MC that needs protecting really is Nebula. But now it says, hey, you can get the job done on team. You know, so if you play mono, that gives you access to unwavering if you need it. Yep. You know, so like I said, it, this is, this is, like I said, I'm I'm just I'm just glad that this is just really interesting, really fun design, you know, um, and and you can see things cohesively coming together, and and like I said, because of these tournaments, the format's constantly changing. We're not worried about oh this card is broken, oh this card is broken. Well, it's only going to be broken if you come to the tournament. 
but the tournament's going to have a format where it's not broken. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, well, not worried about it. You know, so. According to the group, there's still going to be 30 people playing Thor in this format at every tournament. So we'll we'll see about that. <laughs> we'll see about that because when is um when is Origins? June. I, that's too far away. I forget. <laughs> We're gonna have so many cards out by then. It's like right. why even why even limit yourself to already? You know, it just seems like a narrow field of vision to say. Hey, this is what's going to get played. Now, on the flip side, I understand you want to plan for it ahead of time. I, I would rather have a, a more open mind and say, "Hey, let's go back through and see what could be done, and see if if something else is viable or possible threats that may may come up." But uh, this preview, this second preview, definitely brought a lot, brought a lot to the table because this was a lot of cards. Because this preview gave us. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten cards. Um, and the previous preview gave us one, two, three, four, five cards. So that's 15 cards we've seen just in two previews. So next podcast, we'll talk about the very last uh, preview, preview number three for the Black Order. So for now, this is your boy, Cell. Um, and you can reach out to us at uh, Team Apex for the win. Team Apex for the win at gmail.com. That's Team Apex for the win at gmail.com. It's your boy, Cell, and my co host. It's fire. Thanks for tuning in again, guys. All right. See you next time. Dang.